On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we are halfway done with the arc that features Gojo's past. We are talking Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Hidden Inventory 3, right after these ads we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series, yeah. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoon seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts, I'm Zuhara Lee. And I am Andrew Rogers. And the anime talk continues. We are talking Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, This is a fantastic show that is currently getting on my nerves. We are going to get to that, but how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. It's been, you know, a long couple weeks. I'm sure you have all missed me, or I'm going to pretend that some of you out there at least missed me. But yeah, it's so good to be back in with a exciting anime to talk about because this has been very fun catching up in the last couple weeks, and then finally, like now having to wait week to week again is just frustrating but amazing in all all of the right ways like they're they're giving me reasons to come back in a way that not much of other content has been lately um marvel dc all those other people out there i'm looking at you uh but yeah this has been a great stand-in for the past couple weeks to be really excited about i'm glad you're feeling some level of frustration because you're the one who told me to watch the show and have left me hanging for three <laughs> weeks now so you deserve every bit of it i do i do deserve this i i'm excited that we can finally talk about this again we haven't been uh-huh. able to talk about it in gosh almost two years now and yeah. whenever jujitsu kaisen zero came out would have been the last time that we properly got to sit down and talk about it on the air we've talked about it off air but this is a back to true to form anime nerds talking anime thing um yeah i think february was when the movie came out on streaming this year it was february was it and then it was like a year prior to that was that yeah it was out of it was in theaters for a really long time because it was just it was so much money around the world yeah i mean it made a lot of money and rightfully so this is i'm sure we're going to talk plenty about the show how it compares to the movie how it compares to the first season i I don't want to get into spoilers or anything yet but like it's top tier and i forgot how top tier it can be so are those your quick thoughts on the first two episodes before we move on to other people's thoughts Uh, yeah i'll let that be my quick thoughts because i definitely have more to say that gets into spoilers for both the season and the movie and i feel like we need to preface for the people if you unfortunately haven't seen the movie it's probably going to come up as we talk about this season it's not necessary to understand the season so don't feel bad but possible spoilers like are going to happen (laughs) yeah i definitely mentioned that a lot on the first solo episode that i did how it was just funny how the movie went back in time so it's like we had a show in a current timeline that went back in time for a movie, then went further back in time for a season two. Like, this is the Benjamin Button of anime right now. It really is, and I I don't know what to think of it, because I don't know (laughs) if this is where we're going to stay for the entire season. Like, what is actually happening? I know the manga gets crazy. Wait, so Um, you don't know the lineup? I don't. I have specifically tried to stay away, so I don't know if... A portion of okay. this season we're going back to the future or if we're staying in the past the entire time i don't know what's happening 
And All I'm right, well, I kind of said it in the opener. It's five episodes of Gojo's Past. Okay. So we got I mean, this episode three, we got two more, and then it's 18 episodes of the next arc. Whoa, 18. Yeah. Jeez. Are we getting them all at once? Is Are we no. about to be on a journey? No. Weekly. Well, I meant all at once, like, are we getting Spy Family, where we got 12 episodes, 12 episodes, or are we getting... Probably, like, they need to take a My break. My Hero Academia, where it was 12 episodes, week-long break, air quotes, break, 12 episodes, like... They haven't announced a break yet, but I fully anticipate a break. I, yeah, I anticipate some break. It's a question of how long. But... Because I haven't looked at a calendar to see how far out 18 weeks goes, but if it <laughs> hits the holiday season... It's called the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it uh, hits the end of the year, then throughout holiday season, like, there's got to be a break somewhere there. Yeah, let's... We we will keep you updated as we know more, but... Okay. While you fidget, I'm going to read our feedback email that has to do with uh, the first couple of episodes. So we have one from your good friend, Jillian. So happy to hear you Hi, guys are covering JJK Season 2. This is an anime I was really looking forward to watching in 2023 since I watched the first season when it came out in 2020. I loved it too much and didn't have the patience to wait, so I picked up the manga and still kept up with it currently. I'm writing to give some spoiler-free, wink, feedback from a manga reader <laughs> perspective. There was two big differences I saw in the first episode. First was how much time they spent on Udahima and Meimei. In the manga, they opened with Gojo testing Udahima with you crying and then quickly moved on from there. I really like this addition because it was a nice intro for everybody to refamiliarize themselves with the JJK world. The second one was basketball scene with Gojo and Gato. This previously took place just in a classroom and was mainly dialogue. As you guys know, MAPPA doesn't add stuff for no reason, so I will say its symbolism foreshadows future events. Who doesn't? <laughs> One final note relating to the differences in animation. I saw they have a new director for the season, and that's why the animation style is different. Link below. When I first watched it, I thought it was to emphasize that it's a flashback, but I guess not. I'm excited to hear your thoughts about the future episodes as things start to pick up. Buckle for the ride, faithful listener, Joe. I did not say Gil this time. <laughs> that was a long time ago that you made that mistake, but it was very funny. <laughs> well, thank and you. I've had Gil. the privilege of meeting her in person since then. Yes, wonderful friend of all of us. But yeah, I appreciate the notes on what's happening because I agree. Mappa doesn't add things for no reason, so now it's interesting to keep up with what are all of the notes going to be. What have they changed? What have they flushed back out? Um, because as we get into spoiler talk, the biggest things I've got out of this episode is, or out of these couple episodes, I love the characters. They've done a really good job of characterizing all of them, endearing you to these characters. And I don't know if it's the fact that like, okay, I know Gojo, I know Ghetto, I have experience with them from season one. So jumping into season two, it was just like back to more of the same, whereas like season one you had to really ramp up and it took a couple episodes where you're like, do I get this Itadori guy? Am I totally on board with this? Like what's this Gojo guys deal? Whereas this season has just been ready to go into all of it. And then just more of like, wait, this happens before the movie. Oh God, this changes so many things like to get to see them in their prime. 
I'm loving the characters and knowing that they added things to make me do more of that. I want to say they were successful because I not knowing that they, they were additions. I just thought it was great writing on the manga part. So it's actually great writing in a writer's room. So hats off to them. I don't think this is considered their prime. Uh, yeah, it's weird. They're very much still learning their techniques on this. Yeah. They're cocky. They're confident. They're more than capable. But no, we've maybe, seen them in their prime. This is not their prime. <laughs> maybe maybe when I say that, it should be in their unrestrained form. Like, it's very much, I'm just going to let loose as much as possible. And, like, they restrain it until they have to in the future. But, like, now they're just throwing power around willy-nilly. Veilless at that. It, it, yeah, it, there's there's definitely differences, but it's still like watching Gojo be so cocky when he was already a cocky man is amazing. Oh my god, he's such a treasure. Oh, I love him. The opening of this, we we gotta we gotta keep going because I have so many things. But just like uh, the opening of this episode, right in, is so good. and you know what you dive into. You dive into water. You know what makes your water better? Liquid IV. Because one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. And you know what? It's hot as balls outside. I'm struggling at work. It is not a good time. Humidity is killing me. Got to stay hydrated. Got to keep those headaches tempered. Because Lord knows the day that I forget to take one of these liquid IVs before I go to work, my head is splitting out in that heat the rest of the day. How's the weather been for you? Hot. It's so hot. Like, I know, I don't know who's going to win this battle because you have humidity and mine is just Southern California. But, like, I think we capped out at a real feel of, like, 105, 106 today. And let me tell you, working from home is a real pain because you're paying for your own air conditioning. So that means this air conditioning is not working as hard as it would be uh, otherwise. Yeah, I'm relying heavily on my car's AC, but I had one shoot yesterday that was a big property, and it was photos, video, and drone, and I was outside for about like 40 minutes, and I came in, my oh, shirt was sir. so, like, it looked like it just came down raining, and I was like, where's my liquid IV? <laughs> well, that is the one solution to it, is liquid IV, because just water, not always going to cut it, and honestly, you get sick of the flavor after a while. But that's where liquid IV comes in, not only with the five essential vitamins, but you get these 12 refreshing flavors, including the new flavors of sea berry and strawberry lemonade. But you also have Concord grape, lemon lime, pina colada, tropical punch, watermelon, strawberry, passion fruit, guava, and acai berry, just to name some. I believe there's actually more than what I just listed on the website. So there's going to be something for everyone and all of their tastes out there. Yeah, they even got three different flavors for their new sugar-free line as well. Um, I remember one of them being peach, which is that's the one I was kind of most intrigued with. It was white peach, lemon lime, and green grape. So now they're going the sugar-free route. We had one listener who was very excited about that and ordered a bag right away. Um, and more perks to it is that it's three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And also, Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean water and abundant water is the foundation for a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. 
To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Water is super important to your body. Cannot stress that enough. Helps with your health, your daily maintenance, your headaches. And chugging down some water might actually, you know, let you know that you've been thirsty all this time and not hungry. So make sure you chug down some water before you start uh, hitting the munchies and filling yourself up on snacks. Yes, Lord knows I have that problem, too. Unfortunately, um, yes, I do know you have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> have so, you tried it yet? No, my order has not arrived. Oh, my. You but fix it, sir. I will say I did order mine using uh, the wonderful discount code that Liquid IV has provided us. So if you want to be like us, like myself, try it out or be like Zuhair and continue using it, uh, go on their website and... Is that promo code the same? I just now realized I haven't done a liquid IV to add in the locker. I'm like, is it is it the same as the other one? <laughs> okay. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code STAYWELMED at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code STAYWELMED at liquidiv.com. Uh, you know, when this, when this episode started... Um, and they were in the aquarium, and you could just see like all that water and everything that are touching. I was like, "Oh my god, this, oh. this ad read is just writing itself right now." <laughs> yeah, literally, dive right in. Really, with my current statement, <laughs> uh, we're we're too good at finding the transition points, or really bad, depending on your perspective of how these ad reads go. But we have I mean, fun. Hey, as long as people get a good laugh at it, it's a win. Well, I hope everything I said stays in the edit because that, <laughs> that was too good of a moment for me to just go in with Gojo level confidence and forget what I'm saying. But speaking Bro, of Gojo, editing. I'm not going into this if I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's going to hear that. Yep. But we talk about Gojo level confidence and it is here in this episode. We're going to run through a quick synopsis and then we'll, we will be back with more of our thoughts with Hidden Inventory Part 3. Amani demands to join Gojo and Ghetto on the rescue mission for Kuroi, wanting to avoid a hostage exchange situation. After the successful rescue from the religious group, Gojo tries to alleviate the tension by having them fly to Okinawa and go to the beach. While Amani enjoys her day, Ghetto questions Gojo whether it is wise for the latter to stay up all night two days in a row, all while having his six eyes active to watch for danger. Gojo reassures Ghetto that everything will be fine since they are unbeatable together. The next day, the duo Amani and Kuroi, or takes Amani and Kuroi to Tokyo Jutsu High. As soon as they enter the school barrier, Gojo deactivates the six eyes, allowing Toji to impale him from behind. Gojo instructs Ghetto to quickly take the girls to Tengen while he fights. After noticing that his six eyes and senses cannot provide any information on his opponent's techniques or movements, Gojo realizes that Toji has no curse energy at all, unlike normal humans meaning that he was born with a heavenly restriction. Toji maneuvers around all of Gojo's attacks and uses a multitude of low-level curses to dispel Gojo's ability to even track the curse energy of Toji's curse tools. Gojo panics, thinking that Toji aimed to distract him from Amani, but Toji strikes with a special-grade curse tool that has the effect of forcefully deactivating active curse techniques it touches. Using that tool, Toji breaks through infinity, to viciously cut Gojo's chest open and stab him several times. After Amani says goodbye to Kuroi, Ghetto takes him to Tengen's underground lair, 
Ghetto questions whether she truly wants to be assimilated or to be reunited with Kuroi, something he and Gojo agreed to support her on under Yaga's secret suggestions. Just as she decides to keep living, Toji arrives and shoots her in the head, while boasting about killing Satoru Goju. Ghetto releases his cursed spirits to fight. All right. Now that I've let it settle, <laughs> half of this episode was really badass, but I could not get over how much like this consistency of giving us a cliffhanger and then rushing through it like none of it was revel- like it's it, it genuinely pissed me off this time because it's the second time they've done it. I do not appreciate it because it confuses <laughs> the hell out of me. And this time it's I like, it. oh my god. Kurui got kidnapped. I'm gonna have to do this. They start off the episode all intense, and then they're just chilling at the beach. And they yeah, have to we- do like another flashback to be like, saved her. And like, I was confused because season one, like, Gato's secret base is at this beach that him and his special grade curses like teleport to. So I was like, how are they here? How did they get here? Why is she here? What is going on? Like, the flow of that drove me absolutely bananas. I'm trying to watch my mouth right now, but like I cannot stress how much that pissed me off when it started. Yeah, I have taken it as a storytelling choice. And uh, again, Jill, I'm going to call on you. Please, if there is any more info, like do they do this in the manga, I would be very curious to know. Um, that doesn't have to be an email. You can text it's me. It's dumb in the manga to. too. No, um, it has to be an email because we need more listener feedback. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first, oh, folks. Yeah. Write in emails to us, animationdeliverationpodcast at gmail.com. But anyhow, uh, I liked it as a storytelling tool when the episode opened because I was just like, this is how Gojo would tell this backstory. This is how he would be like, oh yeah, and we saved her. That's not the important part. Beach day, like that was my interpretation. And it almost made it more frustrating when they did flashback to be like, oh, here's how we saved her. Because I really just wanted that moment of, oh no, we were good enough. We don't even need to tell you how easy it was to save her from this predicament. So it's a very interesting storytelling beat, but I think it's allowing for more of the episode because like you said, the back half of this episode was insane and they're remarkably doing something that's very hard to do. And it's to get me to enjoy a prequel story when we know the future. Because here's the thing, we know Gojo's gonna live. Yet I still had tension throughout this episode of how is he going to win this fight. And that's rad. I don't know how they're doing it well. I don't know if it's just endearing me to these characters. But like that's the story that I want to know more of. And I'm okay with skipping some of the beats. But I do agree it can be frustrating if you're wanting this badass cliffhanger. Because this show's so confusing all the time. And maybe that's why I'm okay with it. It's because I'm always confused. Here's another reason why it frustrates me. Because they had an awesome cliffhanger again with Gato and Toji. Are they going to start off the next episode and like this whole predicament just be over? If like, they is do Gojo this one. Standing, like, I'm good to go. And Toji's just like, you know, has his head in the ground. Get like, you, you see why I'm like frustrated? It's just, I get why they're doing it, but like they're not. And this was, we had, we had this debate when we reviewed Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Of, I watch the movie first and watch the show. You watch the show, then watch the movie. And the main reason that I enjoyed the fact that I watched the movie first was that the show did such a good job of mentioning events and planting these seeds 
that because I watched this movie first, even though it came out after, I knew what they were talking about. And now I'm at that point where it's like, I need these things to connect the pieces again. And I don't like thinking that hard in a 20-minute episode. Also, knowing that it's a 20-minute episode of a five-part arc that is going to end in two episodes. Like, okay, like, the relevant stuff is coming out. But, like, when I'm sitting down and giddy and, like, ready to watch the show and they're confusing me to this extent right off the beginning, like, it just, it ruins my mood for the rest of it. Oh, I just gotta say, I think that's what it is, is this show is confusing all the time. The mental energy that it takes to watch this show, just to remember all of the names that they throw at you, the powers that they just casually name drop and use, like, at random times. Because I Did you know who the two girls were at the beginning? Um, I knew who the one in the white... I, ca- I can't remember their names off the top the of my head. White hair, the money-obsessed one? Or the kimono? No, the one in the white kimono. Because she's okay. the one that's with the sister school yeah. and all of that. I can't remember for the life of me who the other one was. She's and the one I, that has like the crazy braid in front of her face. Yes, and then I had to like... It was... I had to go back and look at the end of the season and be like, oh yeah, that was who it was. But yeah, there's so many of these things. And I had the whole, like, do we know who Tengen is? That was one of the big, like, I can't freaking remember who half of these characters are. And and I can't not picture Tengen as Tengen Uzui. Uzui. <laughs> I'm just like, crossover like, of the century, let's go. old, call. armless version of him. <laughs> Yes, that's why he's so flashy over the years is because he just gets a new body every 500 years. And like but, I've had fans of the show like text and email me saying like we're so confused, like what's going on here? Where's Itadori and this and that? I was like, guys, it's a prequel, but it's like had I not known that, I probably would have been confused too. Are you talking about the movie or the these five season? episodes? I mean, there, I just there are people who did not understand that this is back in time, even though it started off with like 2006. I don't know. I was about to say it starts off with 2006. Ghetto doesn't have his, the scar on his head. Gojo looks very young and rambunctious. So I, I do, I understand the qualms, but there's just so many things going on, and I think they're they're really expecting you to keep up. They are not holding your hand. One of my favorite moments where they didn't hold our hand in the first episode was Gojo listing off Digimon, which I then had to be like, go back and look them up and be like, wait, I think these are Digimon. And sure enough, that is someone did a like TikTok edit of like, oh, here's the Digimon just for all of you out there who don't know. And I'm just like, they're not holding your hand. They just casually threw. That's one of my things of that I want to say about this episode, where was Nanami the whole time? Because they threw out, oh, he's here. By the way, another beloved character from the first season, he showed up in uh, Okinawa, but then, oh, his hair, I didn't recognize him. And then I was like, oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, hang on, things are happening. But like, them mentioning he's there, I expected him to like, come save the day for Gojo. Nope, they just wanted to drop in a little sad emo boy for a couple moments to really make you remember that these characters exist but it's it's fun but frustrating because there you always have to be on alert when you're watching this show because if you look away for a minute you may miss something important (laughs) yeah and that's why i said like i had to sit and process this for a little bit because i was pretty frustrated with that but that's enough of the negatives we can get there's so many after this episode because Toji's character is so fascinating. This is another one where they planted like so many seeds in season one 
that like once things started popping up with him, I was just kind of like, okay, that's why he's doing. That's why he's doing that. So it's like I was trying to remember why he got kicked out of the Senin clan, right? But it was because he didn't have Curse Energy, energy just like Maki. <laughs> yep. Um. But then it's like just so awesome seeing like how badass he is with weapons like Maki is. Yeah, better. Like, honestly, no offense to Maki. Maki's a badass yeah, character. Older. But he is absolutely coming out here and just tearing it up. And yeah, I, I don't know. It was it feels like they have been very interesting with their budget this season, because like, as we joke, Mappa has no budget. Um, It seems to be very much like they're taking regular scenes and making them like regular anime but then the fight scenes like what they were doing with toji was so over the top and amazingly animated that just like you felt the power this episode what was that at least it was consistent this episode uh, if i wanted to get nitpicky i could gripe but i'm okay with how it was because you, you felt the power in every stroke of what he was doing oh yeah every move he made you were just like there's muscle and mass moving around gojo at all times. Muscle. Muscle, muscle. um yeah how so how have you felt about the animation jill did the lovely mention of it's a, a different director which i didn't actually know how, how are you feeling this season because personally to me it feels good but when i hear mappa i think of like what we've gotten out of attack on titan and the first season of the show and i don't think we're there um, I think it's all over the place. I think episode one had like five or six different animation styles and it was like, can you guys just not decide? Like, are you trying all of them out and seeing which one works? And in this one, like, like you said, it was, it was a clean style with very minimal shading throughout the episode until the action started and then it got heavily detailed, which is why I was fine with that. But like, I miss how consistent season one was like i was very impressed with the extravagancy of mappa but i think now that i have a larger sample size it's very hit or miss and i think today's episode was a little more successful season or episode one definitely have parts that i really like but it's like it's it's just too much stuff like pick one and stick with it yeah, hopefully this does not mean they're as overworked as we have been fearing and joking that they are. But yeah, they're still doing phenomenal work. And I'm I'm not going to make any complaints about it. I'm just going to compliment where it's really good. That's that's my goal. They did sure. some phenomenal work at certain points. Um, yeah, but the place, all that blood was definitely really detailed. Oh my god. The intensity. The intensity of the oomph that came out of me when friggin... I can't remember her name. Who? The girl that we're escorting. Amani. Uh, Amani? Um, Amani. Am when she got shot in the head. Um, oh, oh my. my. Smiling because it took a second to process. Yeah, like that was such a real raw response because he was still smiling because you're not going to immediately react to a gunshot. And oh my God, it was heartbreaking. Like I thought, okay, this is just our way out. They're going to have to do some other new cool thing because they broke the rules, but whatever. Now this girl gets to go and live her life. And that mixed with 
the score. Oh my God. The music during yeah. her entire montage of I want to live my life. I, I knew I was something special, her drowning underwater, but then coming up for air, you just had this powerful welling and then it cutting immediately when it showed her body hit the ground. Cause it didn't cut until after the gunshot, when he realized it was like, he had that music going on. Oh my absolutely flawless i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it but it was a visceral reaction that came out of me i was like actually taken aback yeah the way the music hit made it sound like the credits were about to roll in and i know the beach stuff confused me before but it's like once they showed that gato and gojo had this conversation Mm -hmm. about the scenario the fact that the whole beach stuff and the aquarium and everything was basically Gojo like trying to influence her to take this option was right. just so beautiful. And so like, it was just the emotion of that was just so lovely. And again, like I thought the credits were about to start rolling and then dunk. I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah. My last note is just like WTF ghetto about to pop off because he is not about to take this lightly after Seemingly I'm glad showing got a peek at that dragon next to the plane already because oh yeah that thing's gonna look sick that thing's amazing but like he was almost emotionless through a lot of the first couple episodes so to see him actually secretly having all of this emotion and then have it be ripped away oh he's about to go and I gotta say I know there's a lot of people out there and I'm about to be one of them that like ship Gojo and Ghetto I don't know if it's Ghetto or Gito I I apologize for that Ghetto Ghetto um. There's a lot of people that ship them together, and I gotta say, their chemistry on screen and the tension between them is 100% a shippable. These two are, like, more than best friends. They've known each other forever, almost like brothers, but they are just immaculate together in the way that they trust each other. And uh, it, it makes what we saw in JJK Zero that much more brutal. Yep, that's why is his best friend, so he claims, well, his only friend his only friend yeah i i think like i i remember when we recorded that podcast jill was very mad at us because we never actually mentioned the way that that movie ended and the relation between the two of them and it's like because there was so much else to talk about but now i can see i didn't know he was in season one yeah you didn't know at the time (laughs) and like you still never got that much interaction of like you know i mean you really didn't the only time we saw his powers yeah so now that we have this foresight it makes it that much more impactful and yeah you joke it's benjamin button but they're really doing an interesting form of backward storytelling where they're slowly divulging to you why the things you've already seen matter yeah because this is all going to be relevant for when they have this 18 episode uh arc and and we don't even we don't even really know what that arc is gonna be like I just know the name of it, and I know manga fans are flipping out for anime fans to finally see what they've been waiting for. Yes, I do know that the manga is crazy and essentially turns into a light novel at some point. So it's going to be a lot to pack in on us. So be prepared to be more confused, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jill or other manga readers, please explain us what we're missing. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant, I meant retrospectively when we like sit here and we were scratching our heads trying to figure out what they didn't oh. explain properly. Yeah, I'll take the comparisons. 
yeah, I'll take the manga anime comparisons to where we're at right now. Yeah, no, nothing. No one anything past what I already know. Nothing future. It's kind of like when you like went I don't to see... that very clear. It's like when I went to see Dune and realized how much of Dune I didn't understand when I then listened to the source pages coverage of the book after the fact. It was like, oh, this is helpful okay. information to have. That's what I kind of want is like when you listen to us talk for 45 minutes about an episode that we didn't understand and there's more material that might help us. I that's where I'm getting at. Because okay. I, I have a feeling that might happen with this show because we're slow. <laughs> Or at least I'm slow. I I don't read quickly. It's a problem. Oh, coming back to sound design. Oh, um, go for it. The emphasis that they put on how long Gojo had been holding his barrier. One of the things with the with the basketball, I think yeah, Jill sent me this actually on Instagram. With the basketball, the reason that they added that scene in there was to show that he didn't have he didn't learn how to have his barrier on him at all times. So the mm-hmm. basketball didn't like go close to him and then start slowing down and actually hit his foot and bounce back. Right. So the fact that they put emphasis on Gato saying like how long has it been since you slept and there's all the dialogue of I'm going to wait for of Toji saying I'm going to wait for him to get worn out and you actually be able to hear his power just go and then him get stabbed instantly like i love that sound design cuz like all right we feel like we're safe his power doesn't really have like sound to it ever so the yeah. fact that they actually threw that in there like just for that audio cue was very well done yeah honestly to the point that i didn't even notice it like as soon as you're pointing it out i'm like oh yeah that was there but it was so seamless and it made sense for his power that you were just like, yeah, of course. I'm sitting there like, oh, he has power actually shut down like a computer. And it was just like, oh. Yeah, was not expecting the stab through the chest. But I love yeah, that. Just like a needle through a sweater. Just a needle through a sweater. It's fine. Um, I do love the comparison point that he, like just pointing out that he never learned to keep it up all the time. Because as anime fans, we're so ingrained to that just being like pretty much a magical MacGuffin. Um, you haven't watched Hunter Hunter, but it's a good example. Um, Naruto, great example. Um, Black Clover, they do it where they talk about, oh, you have your magical energy, your chi, whatever it is. There's usually a small arc somewhere wherein the character learns to cover their whole body in the power of that world. And now for the rest of the show, it's really hard to hurt them because they're always protecting themselves with the magic energy that they have and now we have this world where gojo is one of the only people that can do this we're used to oh they're going to always have that energy up it's just going to be an instinct it's going to be a thing happening in the background so to have a actual vulnerable iteration of this power is super intriguing and refreshing and like just so opposed to what we're used to as anime fans so i love that they made sure to point out even if it was subtly in that basketball scene, point out that it's not always there and you have to deal with that. Yeah. There was also another interesting point in the movie when I rewatched it that Gato said that really has me like thinking a lot whenever Gato and Gojo come up on scene is that there's, I think it was 16 special grade curses and only four special grade sorcerers. And three of them we've seen. 
three special grade sorcerers, you're saying? Right. And that's what he said at the time of the movie. At so the there could be at the time of the movie, right? Yes. So there feasibly could be more Which in the show. Like I have it up right now. Okay, I'm just saying there could be more in the show, but the way that they've been very much talking about how like the Jujutsu sorcerers are shorthanded, I doubt that's the case. Um, but yeah, so who are the, refresh my memory, who are the three that we've seen? I don't want another fourth, just who are the three? Uh, Gojo, Gato, and Yuta. Oh, Geto was one at the time, or Gato, sorry. He, he was is. one at the time? Yep. That's why okay. him and Gojo are an elite duo, because they're two of the four special grade sorcerers. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we got work to do. We got to get these sorcerers up to snuff because they can only promote our students so high. Yeah, and having special grades is a very rare feat too, so. Yeah. And I mean, the special grade curses, is, it's the whole thing. They can't be uh, exercised special grades. Like they can only be contained. Isn't that the whole like part of it? I don't know, because Sukan is kind of the only one we've been able to go off of. Well, but there were also the other, the, like, little things that were stolen in Season 1 that they, like, fed to make the three brothers. Weren't those also special grades? Weren't those the fingers? No, they weren't fingers. They were something else. One of them definitely had a finger. Well, the three brothers, it was, they. so they took the three, like, they were almost embryos or something in the jars and they like fed them to three guys and turned them into three like curse user special grades. And then those three brothers, two of them went after one of uh, Sukuna's fingers, which was, that was the whole like mini arc right at the end of season one. Um, but yeah, they were after a finger. They weren't born from the fingers. So that's where I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm trying to remember, again, there's so much dialogue that confuses in this show, but I feel like there was some dialogue of, oh, they stole this from, like, Jujutsu High because they can't destroy it, so it had to just be stored there. Like, that was a crux of it. But that may have just been for that specific curse. Maybe not all special traits. But... Yeah, I don't remember. I just remember laughing when, um, when the one that Megumin knocked out... He got the finger from him, and he was just like half dead laying there. And when Hidori like came to check on him, he just held the finger. And he was like, "All right, we're gonna take this back in." And Hidori reaches yeah. for hand, just a mouth just goes out of his hand and swallows it. And everyone's like, "What the fuck just happened?" Just like, huh? "Oh, we needed. You know what we needed? We needed an Anya gong right there." Oh, oh my gosh, that's just that level of. Surprise. Um should have washed that finger down with some liquid IV too. Ooh, that would have gone down real smooth. But uh just to say I did my frantic Googling, as is my nature, a special grade cursed objects cannot be destroyed. So I'm right, but I don't know what constitutes an object. I have not done that much digging, but objects cannot be probably just have cursed energy, but not souls. Yeah. Duh. I don't know, man. Cursed it's... objects and cursed tools. Okay, there is a difference. 
I, I have, I don't think I've ever, and I, I love this show. I've, I've sung its praises. Um, I don't think I've ever met a more popular show that's more complicated either. Like usually when anime and TV Formal and Alchemist. movies, like what was that? Fullmetal Alchemist confused the hell out of me when I started. That's true. Watching. FMA is up there. It's just like I feel like when a I lot of shows throw out these words and I'm just like, what does this mean? Why is this relevant? When a lot of shows start to get that com- like complicated, they drop off in popularity. So it's always interesting to me that this one where the powers are so unexplained for so long. And even when they explain them, it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's popular. Like the only comparison I'll say when you get to the uh, APR episode of Hunter Hunter, let me know because it's my favorite joke of animation. Never be complicated. <laughs> That'll be a while. So I'll probably forget that. Yeah, it'll be about a, I think that's somewhere around episode 70. If I had to guess. I don't be allowed to start the series. Also, then. <laughs> I got Secret Invasion on Wednesdays, Jujutsu Kaisen on Thursdays, Veroni Kenshin on Fridays, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War on Saturdays. Hey, Secret Invasion, this is the last week coming up. Still. Then you're free until Disney Plus decides to drop some other <laughs> surprise thing. Which we gotta do a Rebels rewatch. Ahsoka's coming out. We gotta do a Rebels rewatch. Five. We have so much San Diego Comic Con stuff to talk about that there's stuff we have to be prepared for. Like, don't want to spoil our evident news episode. Our Jujutsu Kaisen talk. Um, We just did an episode on Black Clover, Sword of the Wizard King. Uh, Shout out to BBK for coming for that. We have Haley coming soon. We're trying to schedule a date to do Star Wars Rebels, just kind of like a hype episode uh, to get us ready for season five of Rebels, a.k.a. live action Ahsoka. Um, we're doing weekly coverage of My Adventures with Superman. It is actually made with an animation st- or an anime studio, so it's been really exciting to watch the it's just it's just such a bubbly show. Like the action's good when it's there, but the animation, the storytelling, the characters, like all of it is just so wonderful. And we're continuing our weekly coverage of Jujutsu Kaisen. So write in on all the socials, write in on our email. Love to hear reactions. Love to hear what you guys are watching. Oh, anything I missed? No, I think you hit everything in my uh, mental bank of stuff that we have going on. Cool. So that should be it for this week. Be sure to tune in next time. That's T-W-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay whelmed. And until we get more Gojo, muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed.